With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to this week's thesis here on the Psycho Fanatic Podcast Network. Of course, we say hello to our friends watching on Facebook Live. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined as always now by a regular part of the program. His name is Rob Gray. He's our grizzled veteran senior writer here at CycloneFanatic.com. Hello, Rob. Hello, Chris. How are you? Doing very well. I'm wearing my reading glasses for my friends at Ames Eye Care. Of course, you can check them out at AmesEyeCare.com or DesMoinesEyeCare.com. Let's say you live in the capital city. Don't get to Ames much. Check them out there as well. Two locations, Central Iowa, proud supporters of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Um... I think a trap game coming up on Saturday for the Cyclones. Oklahoma State, 2.30 kick. Check the weather forecast. Uh, actually going to be nice for once. Upper 50s, mid 50s maybe? Um, a little bit of wind, a little bit of a breeze, but nothing that should impact the game too much. When I say trap game, here's what I mean by that. And we can, we'll dig into the details of this matchup here momentarily. Um, I just like after analyzing and watching Oklahoma state's last two games, I feel like a lot of the stuff that happened to them turnover wise was somewhat fluky that they didn't do necessarily like when they almost beat Texas in Austin. Now that doesn't mean a lot as we saw Texas has one of the worst pass defenses in the country Mm -hmm. and they almost lost to Kansas. Yep. Over the weekend. So you can't read too much into that. I just, uh, when you watch this offense, you see there's obvious talent, right? Spencer Sanders could have gone to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He could have gone anywhere he wanted to, the quarterback. So, like, he's he's very raw, but he's very talented. They, they might have the best running back in the country in Chuba Hubbard. And then they have one of the best wide receivers in the country as well. Schematically, you know Mike Gundy will have them prepared. So I think that um, this is kind of where I'm at as a general overview before we dig deep, Rob. Offensively, they scare the hell out of me Mm because I think that they're even better than what most people think. And I think most people respect them. But I think defensively, Iowa State's going to be able to score at will. Mm -hmm. I think that so I'm not necessarily like worried about an upset here, but I am a little concerned because I, a 10.5-point favorite, I think Iowa State fans are probably feeling really good about themselves right now, as you should. But in the same token, um, I do think this team's better than probably what its box scores look like from the last two weeks. That's where I'm at right now. Well, you'll be disappointed to, to know that I generally agree with you completely. To I was this wanting point. to debate. Uh, we will debate. Um Here's the thing. I mean, people look at it and go, oh, Oklahoma State four and three. They've you know lost three or four in conference. They're too good for that, right? Well, not necessarily. I mean, yeah. And if Iowa State is who we think they are, yes. Uh, not all of that is immaterial. 
I mean, they need this win, so what? You're a better football team. Go beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what justifies the spread. I was, I'm surprised it's that high, too. I would see it more like a seven and a half or well, something. T- to be honest with you, it was lower than I thought it was going to be. I really? projected it at like 12. That's what I handicapped it at. So, Well, one of the sites that – should I cite it or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd Shark. Yeah. Um, they had their 10.5-point spread, but they had their predicted score, and I think it was like – 24 point win or something like that i would I guess mean, most of the sharps will be on iowa state this week uh, yeah as I would far think so as too. the gambling aspect of the game yeah. goes but i mean yeah you've got hubbard I, I mean statistically the best running back and it's not even really close with the 15 touchdowns and what he's averaging about 200 plus a game uh on the ground and and then wallace is averaging a touchdown and over 100 yards per game um it all comes down to Sanders. And if Iowa State's defense, every time you think Iowa State's defense, it might just give up some points. I mean, Oklahoma State was the team that put up 42 on them last year, whereas they typically keep teams under 30. But um, I don't know. I don't think this defense is that susceptible to the big play. I mean, comparatively to other teams in the Big 12. Uh, it, it, as good as Oklahoma State is, Sanders has not found that supporting receiver and as good as Iowa State is against the run, I mean, I just think that this can very well be a 10-point win. When, as you talked about, you know, uh, offensively, they ought to be able to do a lot of damage against the Cowboys. So. I would think so, too. Uh, a, a few other talking points for this weekend before we get into the nitty-gritty. Right now, uh, this is only the fourth time in history that Iowa State has been off to a 3-1 and one start in the Big 12, which I thought was a profound statistic. Like, mm-hmm. Wow. Five straight home Big 12 wins for Iowa State. The Cyclones have won nine of ten within the league at Jack Trice Stadium. And another um, point, and I, I think that this could come down to when we make our predictions, just to keep in mind, it doesn't – I'm not a huge fan of these stats because these teams change so much from year to year and scenarios do. But the last four times that these two teams have played, they've ended up in one possession games. So that, you know, kind of, it's kind of a, it's a weird series in the sense mm-hmm. that these, I don't know if it's the coaches or whatever, if they've just been really similar the last few years, but they they generally play really good games against one another. Okay, we'll dig deep into Oklahoma State in the specific matchup between the Cyclones and the Cowboys, and we'll do that next here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It is the Thursday Thesis. We welcome our friends who are watching on Facebook Live. Rob's worn the uh, championship Red Sox hat the last few weeks. You like representing that, I see. Well, um, Good for you. It's, it's all I got this year, last year. <laughs> Good for you. And the Yankees getting my team. I'll never, I'm a firm believer I'll never, I will live my entire life and none of my teams will ever win a championship, <laughs> ever. 
The Braves, the Braves did it. Won one. Ninety-five, but I was oh, ten. Okay. Like so, what? You were ten. Yeah. But it like it didn't mean as much because you can't like go out and have a beer afterwards, right? That's true. You know, like in my adult life, none of my teams will ever win a championship. The Vikings won't. I've denounced the Bulls, so. <laughs> um. I'm right with you on the Vikings as a lifelong Vikings yeah, they fan. Were, the, yeah. the Braves will consistently make the playoffs and lose. Mm-hmm. And, like, realistically, do we think Iowa State will win a national championship? No. Probably not, if history tells us anything. So, that's where I'm at in life. Maybe the wrestlers will get it back to Maybe. the top. Yeah, I'm at, man, I'm fired up. Should I'm fired be. up about some Iowa State David, rascal. David Carr. Yeah, let's go. Let's get after it. All right, uh, let's get after it with this one. Iowa State and Oklahoma State. We are, again, courtesy of your friends at AmesIcare.com, Des Moines Icare.com, broadcasting from the Carl Chevrolet Studios in Ankeny. Another reason why I'm somewhat bullish on the Cowboys they led most of that game against Baylor. Mm-hmm. It's easy to see a 45 to 27 score and go, oh, they got killed. No, they didn't. There are a couple fluky turnovers where Spencer Sanders just dropped, he pulls the Steel Jance Texas Tech game and just drops the football unexplicably. Unexplicably. I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, out of nowhere, though, and I just like those little things. Like, I'm a big believer in turnovers being somewhat random. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're 100% random. I think they're somewhat random. You've had a nice discussion with Campbell about this. Yeah. yeah. And he and I are kind of opposite of this. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's all about the dudes. Where I, I'm more probably analytical than him, and I think that there's some luck that comes into play, whatnot. I'm going by the law of averages here. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to turn the football over five times on Saturday yeah. based off of how the last two weeks have gone. I just believe in things evening out like that. Iowa State's been getting some turnovers. Now, that last week they lost a turnover battle and won on the road, which was impressive. But first time in this October streak that they weren't uh, oh, even good, or plus two. Good stat, Rob Gray. Thank you. I just, I believe it evens out a little bit. It doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think Iowa State's defense plays well or anything like that. I just There's a couple aspects of this Sanders kid that I don't like from an Iowa State standpoint. Another one being Baylor's stole Iowa State's defense. He prepared for it all last week. He played against it. The scout team has been mimicking it. This mm-hmm. is the second week in a row. This times out poorly for Iowa State's defense in that capacity. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, I agree on the turnovers, but I think it's also indicative of an undisciplined quarterback. I would agree. And perhaps offense as a whole. And again, incredible top-end talent yeah. they have at certain spots. I think their offensive line is pretty good. Um, but I look, I, no, they're not going to turn it over five times. But can you pressure? And, 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 and we know John Haycock well enough that if you think he's going to do everything that he figures they've seen on film without a few, no uh, without a few wild cards thrown in there. Uh, yeah. I've been paying attention to, to how he coaches. Be but, a great chess match too, because Gundy mm-hmm. is, I mean, I would call Gundy offensively like what Haycock is defensively. They're going to have a chess match oh, no on doubt. Saturday. No doubt. And um, I, Sanders is scary just because 
he has that ability to make a huge play. I mean, he could break one. Um, you noted uh, the very excellent um, kind of film breakdown that they did at uh, Pistols Firing Blog. Yeah, real good. And I was looking through that, and, and it, it, Sanders has a tendency to always want to make that big play, as they, as they noted there, and I'll cut something outside and, and in turn maybe a five-yard gain into a, a, a zero-yard gain. I mean, I think it's going to take a while for him. Now, the thing that's scary to me is he's – when does he break out? When does he have that game where everything clicks and, oh, you know, they're shading over by Wallace and all of a sudden he, he hits the other guys with regularity. Um, you know, at some point he's going to, you would think. I mean, where was Iowa State's offense going into this game last year? I mean, they they'd prepped for Brock Purdy playing at some point, but it didn't really start clicking until he got in and got his feet wet. And then there's the Brock Purdy moment, right? It's his accelerated uh, and also key Tariq Milton's breakout game. So uh, expect a big one out of him uh, as well on Saturday. But I mean, so I didn't realize this Milton. I was looking at stats earlier today. He's fifth nationally in um, average yard per mm-hmm. reception. I knew he was up there. I didn't know he was that high. Yeah, he's fit that bill. Um, you know, very different guy physically than Hakeem Butler, but he's been that great big play threat. And so, I mean, I see everything that you see. I just don't see it necessarily leading to, 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 to a trap. I mean, I think Iowa State's, are they that much better in Oklahoma State? No, but I think they have more depth across both, you know. I would agree. I, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I mean, I see a, you know, a, a two possession win. Now it's, it's going to be tense. I don't think this is a game where like last week they end up winning by 10, but they're out in front 20, nothing. And it could have been more. I mean, this is clearly a more complete team than, than Texas tech, regardless of what happened when they tangled on the field. I mean, I, I, that game was a total. Yeah. I mean, this, the turnovers and all that stuff. I don't know. I listen, I, I'm, it's not that um, – I mean, I know Iowa State's middle of the roster. I understand the depth and all that stuff. I just – this to me is more about Oklahoma State than it is Iowa State. Mm. Like, I know what I'm going to get from Iowa State on Saturday. I truly believe that. I think that they're going to go out there and be able to – you know, their average yards per play is not going to drop off much. They're going to average six, seven yards per play. I, I, I truly believe that. I think I know um, what Purdy, which, what you're going to get from Brock Purdy. We're going to see some big runs from Brees Hall. He might fumble at once. Um, tight ends are going to continue to be a fact. I, I think I know Iowa State. I know what their identity is. I know what to expect. The wild card to me is that Oklahoma State offense. And I just... To me, if it's clicking and if they're not turning the ball over, this is an offense, mobile quarterback, elite running back that can run on the inside, mm-hmm. um, dangerous wide receivers. This is an offense built to screw around with what Iowa State's doing defensively. However, um, I do think that, as you mentioned, John Haycock, he's had some pretty good success against young quarterbacks so far this year. We've seen that against TCU. We've yep. seen that against... West Virginia, saw it last week against Jet Duffy. Jet Duffy threw for 424 yards against this Oklahoma State defense. Mm -hmm. So you're darn right that they're a little bit intimidated by Brock Purdy at this point in the season. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I mean, um, I don't know from the defense, you you want to talk law of averages. I mean, Iowa State 
as you noted, I mean, didn't force a turnover last week, and they're abnormally abnormally low this season again. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you don't necessarily have Spencer Sanders throwing three picks, and maybe you get two, or maybe you get one of the last turnovers they forced was a special teams play by Zach Peterson. I mean, maybe you get one in that part of the game where Coach yeah. Campbell noted this week they've been really getting, you know, the kicking game has, has got to work some kinks out. But uh, I do in think, terms of coverages. Yeah, in I, I think at the end of the day, Rob, Iowa State will get some three and outs here. Um, Oklahoma State's offense is explosive, but I don't necessarily know if I'd call it consistent. 11 three and outs the last two weeks. Yeah. So, like, they're kind of feast or famine at this point. And the feast part is scary. Yes, obviously. no doubt. Yeah. And it's one of those deals. I was talking with Matt Campbell about that this week. You don't feel comfortable up 20 against them. Mm-hmm. If you turn it over, I mean, they can score so quickly that it's a little bit alarming. But I do think, you know, I, I was looking at last week, and I'm trying to think, like, what's Mike Gundy going to do? Like, what's he going to try and do? You know that he's going to try and get that running game going to become two, so they're not one-dimensional mm-hmm. for your quarterback. I mean, last week, Chuba Hubbard had 171 yards against Baylor, but it took him 32 carries. Yeah. So you wonder, do they mimic that on the road? Um, if they do... I, I like Iowa State's chances if they're running the ball that much, even with the amount of respect that I have for for Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. I just think that if they if Iowa State can – if this thing's not like a track meet, right, that probably favors Iowa State. Yeah. I mean, how um, – You don't want to let them get into their rhythm is what I'm saying. Well, exactly. And the way the linebackers have played, um, you know, very short – Sure, tackling generally. I mean, you see segments of games where it's like, whoa, they missed a few. Um, but generally, sure, tackling. I mean, it was, this would look like a very different game if Greg Eisworth hadn't come back yeah. and looked pretty solid again. And I would guess he'll play more yeah, I would on think so Saturday too. than he did against. And he's going to be key if, you know, uh, if Hubbard's able to, you know, get past, you know, the line. I mean, he's so good at tracking guys down. Um I don't know. I, I just don't see this defense giving up a bunch of big plays. And that's, as we've noted, Oklahoma State's bread and butter when those explosive plays. And and given that this defense forces their share of three and outs, and Oklahoma State's been trending that way, yeah, as long as you don't have those breakdowns, a missed assignment here, you know, you were supposed yeah. to do this on Wallace and the guy went the other way. You know, it, it just, again, feels like a reasonably comfortable, reasonably comfortable win. So, I've got Iowa State winning this one by 10. Oh, okay. I don't know where you thought I was going with it. I, I didn't think you were necessarily going to pick the upset, but I thought maybe. Oh, you know, God, a no. Field goal game or something. No. No, it could I have, very well be that. I mean, we say it every week what, what, what it I, looks like. I went 45 like. 35. I put it right on the number. Uh, I'd be playing the over if, if we're looking at it that way. I guess I wouldn't be entirely shocked if it's a seven-point game up to like a 17-point game. I, you know, at the end of the day, and this sounds so Matt Campbell-ish, if Iowa State doesn't turn the ball over, they won't lose. You know, because I, I do think, like, if, to, to echo your point in the amount of respect we have for this Oklahoma State offense, but, like, who do you – let's say each team gets 10 possessions, okay, just throwing mm-hmm. out an arbitrary number. Who do you think – which offense versus defense combination would be more consistent? Yeah. 
it's yeah, Iowa State. Yeah there's, yeah, there's no question. No question. I mean, if you just break it down that simply, I mean, I think Iowa State would score on this defense, Oklahoma State's defense, allowing a 146 average passer rating to quarterbacks so far this year. So worst in the Big 12. Yep. And Brock Purdy's not an average I would say Iowa State will score eight out of ten possessions. Mm-hmm. I was going to say seven or eight, yeah. You know? Like, in, that's a clearly we're playing a hypothetical here. Can you say that about Oklahoma State's offense against that Iowa State defense? And I don't think so with the, with the proof being in the kind of boom or bust thing you get out of them. You know, maybe they get five touchdowns out of the first – but, you know, they're going to – something's yeah. going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that far off from you. I mean, again, nothing would surprise me. I, it wouldn't. This could all blow up in my face, and Oklahoma State does come in and look like a different team. That's what sucks about having to cycles. come on and give exactly. predictions. Yeah, because yeah, then I people mean, can throw it back at you. Because they're talented enough to do that. I mean, this is right, a good, Brandon. Yeah, good football team. Um, and Coach Haycock said it's a, their biggest challenge of the year, and um, we'll see if they're up to it. I, I, I'm thinking 42-28. I'm thinking it's. Um, might might pull the, the couple touchdowns, but again, nothing would surprise me. I I don't see that defense being able to unless Iowa State goes back to uh, frequently shooting itself in the foot on the offensive side of the ball. I, I I agree. I don't think that defense can can stop them a whole lot. And I think the big play capability, not just with Milton, but Deshante's had some big long the eighty four yard touchdown. I mean, Kohler, uh, huge. You know. It, it, Downfield threat uh, and short passing. I mean, I just think I was. We we downgrade Iowa State's weapons sometimes when no there's so many different guys to go to, and it's not the one guy with 700 plus yards and seven TDs. What I like to do with this this podcast and kind of the whole inception of it was really to take a look at the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that you get to Thursday of game week, especially when you're talking about Week Nine, and our our fans who are watching and listening are so educated. They're you know, they know what Iowa State's all about. I'm trying to do the legwork on, you know, educating on these opponents, yep. you know, where they could exploit the Cyclones, what mm-hmm. the Cyclones have to do to take care of business. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people might listen. Oh, Williams is down on Iowa. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. But I do, much like I do with Gary Patterson defensively, which Iowa State, uh, you know, the biggest, like, win for Iowa State all year not like a win loss in the red. I thought the biggest win of the year was the fact that Iowa State's offensive coaches, specifically Tom Manning and Matt Campbell, out schemed Gary Patterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is something that I don't know if I've ever seen done. Iowa State's beaten Gary Patterson sure. and scored against him. They out schemed him. And, and he I think acknowledged it after the game. No doubt. And I think it's a similar challenge coming up this weekend. I'd take John Haycock against any offensive coordinator in the country. Don't get me wrong. But I do think with what Oklahoma State has, what they are up against, the, I think the Baylor deal last week is a bigger deal than most fans recognize because their scout team is playing the same thing two weeks in a row, which is very advantageous for a young quarterback. If Spencer Sanders was a junior, I wouldn't think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for a young quarterback to get the same look two weeks in a row. The game's going to slow down for him. Um, I think it's a great challenge, as John Haycock said last night at the availability, for his staff in that defensive group. 
they haven't been as dominant this year. They've been very good. You haven't seen the dominance. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a great opportunity for Iowa State's defense to really draw a line in the sand and flex its muscle against an elite offense. Yeah, and make with a, the games yeah. coming up, because I'm looking ahead to Oklahoma, Texas. You know, with the best offenses in the league are coming up. This is a draw a line in the sand game. Yeah, I mean, there's no question, and and people want to look at. Uh, Oklahoma State, can you imagine them falling to four and four? I mean, they're used to minimum. They they they're squawking when it's an eight win season. Yeah. Sometimes even when it's nine. Heck, ten. I mean, they're expecting a lot more. But again, Iowa State didn't expect to lose the two games no. that they lost. Iowa State's at a different level than we're all used to. And and, and yep. they're going to be at least looking at this game the same way Oklahoma State is, because having lost one in league against Baylor, a game that arguably they certainly could have won and arguably should have won. Um, you know, they, they've got to hold serve. And uh, when you're at home, when you're going to play in front of a sellout crowd, homecoming, I know homecoming doesn't mean anything to the players. It's a different kind of week. Um, it's a game. You want to talk about a must win? It's a must win if you want to be a contender. And Good, way, think, to, good yeah, way to put it. Yeah, I think they'll approach it with the same type of urgency that Oklahoma State will and without the same level of doubt frankly, that probably crept in a little bit, at least with some of the Cowboys. Um, again, scratching their heads, knowing how good a football team they are, but uh, really shooting themselves in the foot the last couple of weeks. All right, so I'm, I'm on the clones, 45-35. What are you, you right around there? You said 42-28, you uh, sticking with that? I'm going to stick with that. All right, it's good. We will have um, pregame, uh, the Iowa Pork tailgate show will be... 2.30 kick, so we're on at 11.30. 11.30 to 12.30 on Saturday at Jack Trice Stadium. I'm going to be out uh, at a pork tailgate, and we're going to be awarding um, a new group of fans with a big prize package from Iowa Pork. And, yeah, I, I, got, the, uh, I got the message, Rob. This, year, th- this week's group is doing an Oktoberfest party, mm. so I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, I'm like excited to go and visit their tailgate and see what it's all about. They'll, they'll, you're concerned because they'll be able to be all festive. And well, I think that they're going to be, be all buttoned up. Like how, yeah, how much craft beer have they consumed prior to my arrival? That just makes for a, a more fun tailgate. Yeah, right? well, it's going to be a hell of a time. But I have, I'll have to get to work is the problem. Yeah, that's the tough thing because yeah. you see the fun that they're having. Yeah. And you can't join in. Yeah. I mean, you can join in, but you can't join in uh, full bore. No doubt. Um, and then, yeah, bye week next week, just kind of looking ahead. And then you're going to Norman. Going to Norman. So that's another reason I really want Iowa State to win on Saturday because, man, that'll be a really hyped-up game. Iowa State will be in the top 20. Oklahoma will be in the top five. That'll be one of the games of the week in college football. No doubt. No doubt. We'll see. So I'm looking forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Iowa State's got to take care of business on Saturday. No doubt. All right. He's Rob Gray. Thanks to our friends at Ames Eye, Des Moines Eye. How are your eyes, Rob? You good? Um, you, you good I've, recently, I've recently had to, yeah, I've, I've had some, got glasses for oh. driving and that sort of thing. I'll have to get you in with Dr. Okay. Dr. Kruger, man. Oh, there's no question. A yeah. great crew. Yeah, get and you in there. Get you those really cool frames as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. So long here on the uh, Psych One Fanatic Podcast Network.